Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris and I am the Enterprise Doctor. I do mentoring and coaching for small businesses, helping them to do things better. And it's interesting that I would use a phrase like that because my guest today is Philippa Batting, and Philippa is Managing Director of Buckinghamshire Business First. And I think it's fair to say that they're an organisation that also helps businesses do things better. Philippa, firstly, welcome to the show. And secondly, is that a fair thing for me to say? Is that what BBF's all about? Thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, Yes, it is. Buckinghamshire Business First is the growth hub for Buckinghamshire, and we exist solely to support businesses. Our interest is in growing our local economy, and so businesses are everything, and supporting them to grow is what we do day in, day out. I think I should say, because there may be some listeners out there, funnily enough, there are some people who don't live in or work in Buckinghamshire. I know that's hard to believe, but that is the way. Are there growth hubs everywhere? We are the growth hub for Buckinghamshire. But there are 38 growth hubs in the UK. So there is a growth hub covering your area wherever you are in the UK. And growth hubs came into existence to be the go-to place for businesses with any challenges, any queries, any anything that's unclear for them. They are the go-to place for business support. Okay. And I refer to the organisation just now as BBF. Is that okay or is that horrendous for you? Yeah, that's fine. So you've said all sorts of help at the a first port of call. Do you really mean that? Is, is that anything business related? And if it is, are there sort of trends of help that is required? And do those trends tend to change from time to time? Yeah, so so I do mean anything business related. So in Buckinghamshire, we have 34,000 businesses and any one of them can come to the Growth Hub and ask for support. That support may end up being a grant funding. It may end up being a one-to-one with a specialist advisor. It may end up being mentoring with a, a, a coach or, or somebody who can, can help. But it is absolutely open to every single business in the county. And it comes by virtue of your postcode. And that applies to all the growth hubs in the country. So wherever you are, you will fit into the geography of a growth hub. And that growth hub exists to give you support and to help you find your way through the plethora of support that exists out there for businesses. And by support, I mean publicly subsidised support, so support that is subsidised through government. And in Buckinghamshire, definitely, we link into the support that's available from the private sector as well. So is it, I'm going to say something provocative, because I like being provocative, and I know you can cope with it. Is it just a signposting organisation? And is just a valid word? Uh, No, it's not just a signposting organisation, but we do signpost and we're proud of it. So in Buckinghamshire Business First, we're not here to offer services that are already freely available in the market, nor do we want to take that work away from businesses in the county, whom we 
also support our work. So there's a team of 60 people in Buckinghamshire Business First, and that team is clued up on what support is available throughout the UK and which elements of that support will be relevant to your business. So, no, we don't just signpost. We are um, mindful of all the support that's on offer. And then we also run dedicated programs of support within the team to help around things like growth, the help around low carbon workspaces. So if you were thinking of making adjustments and you're worried about carbon emissions, or things like if you're a rural business and the specific challenges you have around that complexity. So we don't just signpost, but we do make sure we are really, really up to speed with what support exists out there for businesses. And I'm guessing that in the last six months, bearing in mind this is recorded October 2020, I'm going to change my mind in the last seven months since COVID kicked in, being up to speed with what support is available from the government and other sources must have been really, really hard. Loads and loads of businesses had no idea what to do or how to do it. Quite possibly came to you for support, you and your team of 60 for support, and were asking you complex, detailed questions. What am I allowed to do and what am I not allowed to do? Because they couldn't find out. How did you find out? That must have been an immense challenge for you, not only to find out what the rules are and interpret them for, I don't know what you call them, customers, clients, members, but then to just keep up with that and keep up with that. And every time they move the goalpost every 20 minutes, it seems to a lot of people. From the perspective of you as the managing director running an organization tasked with doing that, how do you go about making that happen? We've been handling about 10 times the calls as we, that we would on a, in a normal year as um, a consequence of, of COVID. Phenomenal uh, volume of, of calls from businesses in trouble, uh, businesses just too close to the, the precipice and not knowing what to do next. And that team of people is passionately driven to make sure that we keep up to speed with everything that's available. So when I referred earlier to being that first stop shop, we have made sure that if there's anything going on uh, in terms of the support available to businesses, that we've harnessed that and gathered it into one place. So if you come to the Buckinghamshire Business First website, we will have corralled everything that's to do with business support in one in one spot. So that that will be the start of it in terms of at least it's all in one place. Mm-hmm. We then become very familiar with it, obviously, because we're working it every single day with lots and lots of different businesses. But there are members of the team whose job it is exclusively to make sure that is as up to date as we can possibly make it. And you're right, it is ever changing. Sometimes within a day, within a 24 hour period, it changes. And the period we're entering into now so we're seven months in, you're right, but we, we're now living in a world of, of is there going to be a, a local lockdown? Is there not? What does that mean for my business? You know, have I developed my virtual content? Have I got product that can we cope? Can my team cope on a, a local lockdown or, or normal conditions? And now on top of that, 
we have EU transition, which again is a very confusing time for businesses. And we're doing that piece of corralling all the information that's available into one place and making sure that there's plenty of webinars and workshops running on it. Confusing is a really interesting choice of word there. We'll come back to Brexit in a minute. In, you mentioned workshops, presumably, forgive me for stating the obvious, but those are online these days? Yeah, they are at the moment. As soon as we're able to do in-person uh, meetings, then we'll go back to doing that. We are doing face-to-face through Zoom or Teams, or um, we're trialling some other platforms. And then there is the pure you know, webinar where there, there isn't that, that um, contact. And like other businesses, I mean, I don't know whether you do call yourself a business or an, an organization, you, you, whatever. You're an organization that, with 60 people. So have you had the same challenges that other organizations of a comparable size have had? You know, are your people working from home? Do you still have the premises that you had in High Wycombe? Have things changed for you? How permanent do you see the current situation? Because you've got to think through... As MD, you've got to think through all of those issues relating to your organisation and the same as any other MD. Yeah, so uh, so we most definitely are a business. Uh, we're led by a, a board of tw- 12 business people. So we are business through and through. Yes, we're affected by all the same challenges. So that team of 60 people used to be based in High Wycombe. Uh, when we went into lockdown on the 24th of March, the team transferred immediately onto working from home, so agile working. Fortunately, we had the infrastructure to do that, um, all set up with Office 365 and everything in the cloud. And that's a real challenge for some businesses that didn't have that infrastructure in place prior to the lockdown. We have come on a journey since March, and we have actually handed back the key to to our office premises. So we now are so are wholly based from home. So we are totally um, agile and in the future we'll be working from various hubs and, and centres across the county. And that has brought challenges that there are new ways of working. We're probably more productive than we've ever been. And I alluded earlier in the conversation to the fact that we are we're covering off about 10 times the volume of work that we did before. And there are different mechanisms we need to deploy to keep that team motivated, productive and and engaged and, and looking after people's health and well-being while you work remotely and you're detached is a challenge. And, and we share that with lots and lots of businesses. We do some meetups in smaller smaller units. We have coffee catch-ups every day so that people can pop into a catch-up and constantly looking for ways to keep everybody engaged. So share, share an awful lot of the new learning that goes with having a, an agile team. Mm-hmm. It's very challenging, very challenging. For me, I'm a one-man business. I work from home. I have for a decade. A lot of my work now, if not all of it, no, not all of it. A lot of my work now is done via Zoom, mentoring, coaching people by Zoom. It's not as good as face-to-face, but it's quite close and it's effective and people come back for more. So I can only assume it's working for them. But for you, as you say, with teams of people, it's much more challenging. And I think in a way... Don't get me wrong, I'm not happy that you're in that difficult position, but it really makes you understand the difficult position that your 
members are in because you're in that position yourselves. You, you completely get it. And the COVID impact shouldn't shouldn't be ignored. So we've been talking with businesses who have for decades been working from home on their own mm. and, and found it a very um, uh, pleasant experience and have coped with it, who suddenly find themselves without the complementary face-to-face activity that you could do before COVID. So the COVID impact, even on people who are well-established working from home individuals has been significant. There isn't that counterbalance available at the minute that there was pre-COVID. Yeah, I have to say, with all the time I've been working from home, it was always really nice to go out and meet someone for coffee in a hotel cafeteria. It was nice to go to a networking event where there'd be six or 20 or 50 people press the flesh, say hello, smile, you know, just a whole different experience. But who knows what future will hold in that respect. What I do think we should be mindful of, though, so I have a team of 60 people. It breaks down into much smaller teams. So we're a team of teams and uh, we have been meeting up in smaller groups of six or eight. And we have been choosing to support local businesses with that custom. So we meet up at uh, local businesses who are COVID safe and who've made sure their business are COVID safe. You have a you know a cup of coffee, a piece of cake, and you're meeting. And so killing two birds with one stone. So supporting local businesses and having meetings where you do get to see each other face to face. If there's cake, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know the time and the place. Okay, we've used the word member a few times. So who's eligible to be a member? Is it any business where the business is based in Buckinghamshire? And what does membership cost? To be a member of Buckinghamshire Business First, uh, your business needs to be registered in the And I use the word membership uh, lightly because it, it significantly means that you are happy for us to communicate with you regularly and that you share your details with us so that we can update you weekly as to what funding's available, what support is available and all that sort of thing. It is free to any business in Buckinghamshire or any business trading in Buckinghamshire. There are levels of invested membership and There are four layers. So there's free membership and everybody is entitled to free membership. There is stakeholder, partner and ambassador. And they are simply different layers of investing members. And those members are investing either to give back to others, to raise their profile in the county or to be able to access businesses alongside us and to operate as a partner in supporting businesses. But the underlying concept is free membership, first stop shop for all businesses to come and ask questions and queries. I have to say, I'll I'll come out the closet and say I'm one of your free members. And I really would, if anybody is based in Buckinghamshire and isn't a member, join i'll put a link to the joining page in the in the podcast notes to make that even easier for people there's no reason not to you get a weekly email which if you want to you can delete and you know what i do i read it and it tells me about free webinars that are coming up and free this and free that 
and it's helpful and interesting. And even though I am a business advisor, I've phoned up your people to seek their business advice because their job is keeping their finger on the pulse of the rules about this and that and how do you do whatever and who's the governing body of something else. And I love the fact that I can, as a, a free member, I can phone up and get that free advice. And there'll be colleagues of yours who are listening to this saying, yeah, every blooming week he's on the phone. It's not every week. It's, uh, it's occasionally. And I thank them for their help and their efforts because they're good. And I recommend that people do it. In terms of the higher levels of membership, I really do recommend that people look at those and decide which level of membership is right for them. And I'm, you know, I'm looking the managing director in the eye and saying that on Zoom and saying that for me, I think that the free level of membership is the right place for me to be. But I have clients who I have recommended they should be on one of those higher levels because what they would get in return would suit their business. And I would urge people to look at the offering and see what is it that they're going to get at the various levels and, and the return on their investment. And again, if people are outside Buckinghamshire, sorry, you can't join Bucks Business First, but there will be a growth hub in your area. They will have an offering. You really, really should get in touch. Anybody who thinks that they don't need any help in their business, forgive me, they need to stop and they need to think again. Genuinely, but I would say this, I suppose, I genuinely don't feel there's anything to lose by joining Buckinghamshire Business First and everything to gain. We make sure that you're kept up to speed with what support is available. Businesses like yours, Mark, we, we add value to what you bring to a customer or a client. That A customer or client of yours would, would lose nothing by accessing Buckinghamshire Business First as well as Yep. And I recommend all of my clients who are based in Buckinghamshire that they should be joining and anybody based elsewhere that they should check out what is available in their area. We are recording this on the 19th of October. So there's using my very simple maths, maybe 10 weeks left of this year, which means there's 10 weeks left in order to do a Brexit deal or not do a Brexit deal, as the case may be. I have my views on how we got where we are, and that doesn't matter what matters is. We are where we are, and on January the 1st, we're going to be where we're going to be. I'm not going to be so stupid as to ask you if you have any idea, because clearly, no, <laughs> I don't even know if Boris has any idea or Monsieur Barnier or anybody else. How on earth do businesses plan for the unknown? You can't plan for the known. There's no known. How do you plan for the unknown? I don't know, and none of my clients know, what does no deal mean for me? What does it mean for them? And if there's a deal, well, we don't know what the deal is. So how can you plan? So you've presumably got oodles of people phoning you up. You said your tenfold increase in, in incoming. Much of that will be virus-related, but there's an awful lot of it, I think, and that must be increasing is Brexit-related. How can you possibly advise people when, with the greatest of respect, you have no idea? There is an element of the world we're living in is now becoming predictably unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. COVID, EU transition, and, and who knows what the next uh, challenge will be. 
for us, a lot of the work we're doing at the moment is making sure that businesses are resilient to any shockwave, be it COVID, be it um, EU transition or, or whatever comes next. In terms of planning for EU transition, it is about us being able to ask you as a business the questions that you need to think about. So we will work with you around, have you thought of... Could it be, have you looked at your supply chain and seen how many of those businesses may or may not be impacted? Have you talked to them about how that may or may not impact on uh, prices within your supply chain? So it's simply a matter of, of working through some long lists of have you thought about and then working through that together. So we are, we are a critical friend and we found that a lot during COVID when businesses are simply faced with the unthinkable, feeling huge weights of responsibility for their teams of people and absolutely having no visibility onto what the next few months might hold. Mm. And it has been a question of, okay, let's stop and let's talk through what options might be. And we have seen some incredible businesses pivot their whole working model in terms of, of how they manage their teams, where their teams work from, and even what product they're selling now. So I don't think it hurts in any way, shape or form to have somebody to talk to and, and to just talk these situations through in a very non-judgmental, nobody's got all the answers and we're all perfectly imperfect, but it is that thing about talking to somebody who cares about your business growing. And I won't, I won't be shy of it. The reason we care is because we are passionately driven to have a thriving economy in Buckinghamshire. That's what motivates us. So if people are looking for why would we do this and why is it free, we work with the government and local agencies and people who are interested in a thriving local economy. They pick up the bill and we work with the businesses on the patch to help them achieve their full potential. Which is brilliant. I think I, I would certainly describe myself as perfectly imperfect. I think that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write that one down. And I think that some sound advice that you're given there is, is look at what you think the options could possibly be and just work through some ideas around that. For me, very high on the list as well. I have a client who exports uh, around the world, not in huge quantities, but there are a number of countries to which he exports. And I've said top of the list for him is talk to your customers. You know, they are going to be wondering all the same things you're wondering, but the other way around. You're wondering, will you be allowed to sell to that country? They're wondering, will they be allowed to buy from you? You're wondering, will there be tariffs? They're wondering, will there be tariffs? So make sure you're communicating and having a conversation and, and working through it together because they're customers because they want to buy from you and their customers because you want to sell to them. And that's the one thing that isn't going to change around Brexit. The most encouraging thing that I hear is not at the government level, it's at the big business level, the car manufacturers, people like that, 
who are saying, we want to keep trading with Europe, and Europe is saying, we want to keep buying from and selling to the UK. So there's that desire there to make it work if if only government doesn't get in the way and by government i mean ours and theirs doesn't get in the way then there's no reason it shouldn't be successful no and and the long and the short of it is we're entrepreneurs and you know these challenges presented we will get over them we will get through them because that's what entrepreneurs do that's what what business owners do you get faced with problems and you find a way over the wall through the wall or around the wall but get there you will and with Buckinghamshire Business First there are lots of business owners that faced with these crises they temporarily get caught in that place of just blank page itis is what I call it where (laughs) where you just don't quite know what to do next or You don't quite know how to start the conversation with your workforce or with your supply chain or with your customer base. And what we can do is we can offer you ideas of what you might choose to do or choose to say or how you might choose to handle it. None of it is prescriptive. None of us is is telling you what to do. But all of it is just an opportunity to hear different ways of doing things. I think that that's delightful. And I I hope that listeners have been encouraged by what you said about Brexit, by what you said about COVID, by what you said about all of the business support that Bucks Business First and your counterparts around the country can offer. So all being well, lots of listeners have got a little to-do list as a result of this podcast. And top of the list is join my local enterprise hub. Anybody who says they're not going to, I would look them in the eye and ask why not. So, you know, do it. It's, It's free. It's helpful. What's the worst that can happen? I want to say, Philippa Batting, Managing Director of Buckinghamshire Business First. Thank you very much. I've I found this useful. I already knew, as you know, I already knew a fair bit about BBF. But even I've learned some things today and hopefully some listeners have found it useful too. I hope I haven't grilled you too hard. No, thank you, Mark. Been a pleasure. I did promise I'd be gentle with you. And I hope that listeners have got something out of this. If you want to talk to BBF, there will be links to them in the podcast notes. If you want to talk to me, very happy to make that happen. There'll be a link to my LinkedIn profile and my website. So very happy to hear from you. But for now, this is Mark Harris of Enterprise Doctor signing off.